Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis overlooked in the church i was thinking last week that nothing is more valuable or important to our spiritual life than the issue or the topic of hearing the voice of god we as believers need to be able and need to be able to discern what is god saying what is god doing this is an incredibly important topic for the body of christ right now and i can't think of something more important for your spiritual life you need to understand and i want to make a bunch of things clear you need to understand that god is desiring to speak to you and i want this to be in your head this entire broadcast This is not something that we have to force God to do. This is the backbone of every relationship is communication. And my prayer is after this broadcast is over and you understand the different ways that God speaks, you will realize that God has a desire to talk to you. Our God is not distant. The Bible says he is Emmanuel. He is the God among us and he wants to speak to our his people. Communication is a two-way street. It's me talking to God, but it's also God talking back to me and learning to listen to his voice. And I don't know about you guys. Am I preaching to anybody? I don't want to be a believer that goes in prayer and only talks and asks God for things, but doesn't live my life hearing from God hearing what God is saying to me, hearing what God is doing, listening to the voice of the Lord. And so I want my life to be a life that is led by the spirit, that is led by his power, by his anointing and his voice. And so as believers, we need to know how is God speaking? Some of us right now, listen, there's 2000 of you listening. Many of us are believers and we're content with God not speaking to us. Friend, I don't want to be content with God not speaking to me. I don't want to live my life without the voice of God leading me. And so every day I'm saying, Lord, I want to know you. I want to speak to you. I want to be in relationship with you. Everything we preach and teach, it has to revolve around relationships. So I want you to think right now as we start, am I hearing from God? And is it possible God is speaking to me and I'm missing the messages that God is sending me? The chances are right now, there's over 2,000 of you, every one of you, if you're a believer, are hearing from God, you just don't recognize it. We have to learn to listen. The Bible over and over is going to tell us to listen to the voice of God. Do not hearken. Do not go. Do not shut your ears or shut your eyes. Hear what God is saying. Seeing what God is doing. Identify how God is speaking to you because right now God is speaking to you that's the reality God is using me tonight to speak to you and so as you're there on your cell phone on your television on your whatever you're watching from the Lord is using me because this is how one of the ways God speaks we'll go into later he's using me to preach to you so that you would hear his word and so that you would hear him more clearly so right now if you're listening to my voice God is not only speaking to you but God is desiring to speak to you now God speaking to me has radically changed my life I can't tell you enough how the voice of God has radically changed my destiny, my life on earth, and my life in eternity. I heard the Lord audibly, and I'm going to share some testimonies with you tonight, some that I've never shared before, but I heard the Lord audibly Uh, the night I got saved as an atheist audibly this was one of the two times in the last 10 years I've heard the audible voice of God I was not full of the Holy Spirit I was not saved at the time and as an atheist I said God I don't effing believe in you I was at an altar cursing at God and the audible voice of God came to me and said Isaiah now when God spoke my name the God that created the heavens and the earth the God that breathes out galaxies 
the God that was and is and is to come, the non-created God, when he spoke my name, God over 7 billion people, everything already changed in my life. And if you've ever had God say your name, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But God audibly spoke to me the night I got saved and said, Isaiah, I don't want 99.9% of you. And God began to reveal the plan that he had on my life. Now, many of you are asking, what did the audible voice of God sound like? And the only way I can describe it is the way the Bible describes it. It sounded like a bunch of people talking at one time. It sounded like a bunch of voices at one time. The Bible says that his voice is as of the multitudes. And when I heard God, it sounded as the voice of the multitudes. And that one word from God, just the fact that God said my name, it changed everything. I really believe that one word from God can change your entire life. And this is why it's crucial we learn about this. This Your entire future, your entire eternity can change hearing a word from God. Now, I want to note something. I've only heard God audibly speak two times in the last 10 years. So I don't want to make a video and make you guys think in this broadcast that God is every day coming to me audibly because the way that God speaks, I'll show you later, is often through a still small voice. I've heard him twice audibly. The first time was the night I got saved. And the second time was I woke up in the morning and the audible voice of God said, Jesus is my beloved son. That was the second time, the only time I heard the Lord audibly. All the other times I hear God throughout the day is the inward voice and a bunch of other ways I'm going to show you through people, through preaching, through the Bible, all these different ways. So in the Bible, God speaking audibly was a pretty rare occasion. Although it did happen in the New Testament, we see that with Paul here, the audible voice of God it's not the norm. So please, what I don't want to do is you say, something's wrong with me because I'm not hearing the audible voice of God, or something's wrong with me because God is not speaking to me the way I think he should speak to me. My goal tonight is to show you in scripture the different ways that God speaks, and you're going to realize that God speaks to everyone differently. So I don't want you to get in the comparison trap and say, oh, because I don't manifest a certain way or hear God a certain way, something's wrong with me. But rather, I want you to realize that God desires to speak to you, and there's many other ways than just audibly that God speaks. Now, when I first got saved, I was in shock and I kept asking God for signs. And if you're a new believer, it's normal to say, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. God, speak to me. Now that I'm a mature believer, I don't need God to speak to me every five minutes. I don't need God to keep giving me signs. And what I'll tell you about God is oftentimes when you're a new believer or you're struggling in your faith and you ask God to perform a sign or to do something special, he oftentimes will to prove he's real to you. Now, I was an atheist. I got radically saved. And even the next day, I'll never forget this. I got radically saved. I stayed up all night long and I was driving to college and I was in disbelief. Everything God had done in my life, everything God had said to me, everything that God was doing, I had an incredibly hard time understanding and believing it was true. Now, if you don't know, when a word goes forth, the Bible says the devil comes to try and steal the word. Friend, the devil doesn't want you to know what I'm going to tell you tonight. He wants to steal the word. And so in my case, the enemy was trying to steal my encounter. He was trying to tell me it was fake. He was trying to tell me God didn't really do that. He was trying to tell me I'm not really chosen. I'm not really called. And I'll never forget this. When I got home from that church, I deleted 45,000 songs off my iTunes. Now, back then, there was no such thing as Apple Music, Spotify. Back then, we had to either bootleg download music or actually buy the music. And I had 45,000 songs. Not only did I buy a lot of them, but I bootleg download over 40,000 songs. And God told me the day I got, night I got saved, you need to delete all your music. 95% of it was ungodly music. There was probably like two to 3% that were some hardcore rock Christian band I listened to. The rest were ungodly, were demonic, and I deleted all of them. So I'm driving to school and I'm just in unbelief that God is real. How could for 19 years, I never encountered God this way? And I asked God, 
I said, Lord, I need a sign. I need you to speak to me. Let me just show you in my life different ways God has spoke to me. And I'll never forget, I grabbed my iPod, my iPod, there was no iPads back then, out of my glove box, I plugged it into my car and I said, okay, 45,000 songs were still on that iPod in my glove box. I said 45,000 songs, although I took them off the computer, I still had them in my iPod in my car. And I plugged it and I said, Lord, speak to me. And out of 45,000 songs, this is the song that came on. It was by a band called For Today, a metal band. And the song was called this, 45,000 songs. The first song on shuffle was called Isaiah the Willing. Isaiah the Willing, which you don't know my name, okay, is on the page, is Isaiah. Out of 45,000 songs, the song came in called Isaiah the Willing. Now, let me just read you some of these lyrics. Here's the lyrics to the song that turned on the day after I got saved when I asked God to speak to me. Are you guys ready for this? These are the lyrics of the song that came on. Here am I, God, send me to the world. Here am I, God, send me to the world. This is the burden of my heart to let the world know that you are God. You are the mighty King of Kings. I learned that your word sustains the weary heart. But listen to this. But I've been silent for too long. I love them too much to watch them die. So from so take this life that you gave me, Lord, and speak your heart to a generation. This is the song that came on. Guys, I can't tell you enough. These are those moments. 45,000. What are the chances? I'll tell you the chances. One in 45,000. Then that could happen. That was God using that song that Christian song to speak to me. So we can't limit God to speaking in just certain ways. We can't limit God to just speaking audibly or just speaking through people or just speaking a certain way because God speaking will radically change your life. Let me tell you another way that God spoke that radically changed my life. I've never shared this on the stream. When I was in Bible college, the pastor of our Bible college said, I want you to go find somewhere in the room and put your head on the floor go find your face get on your face and ask God to speak to you and he said this do not get up until God speaks to you and I'll never forget this I went to the corner by the drums because I'm a drummer so I was like let me just go lay by the drum set and I figured okay I'm gonna lay down and I'm gonna hear God tell me you know of my future of the mission trip or do this or do that or go to this nation or go here or go start this and I laid my head on my floor and I heard as clear as day as close to audible as you can Alyssa is your wife now mind you at the time my wife now Alyssa was in Bible college with me at that time I didn't ask the Lord to tell me this I didn't ask for a confirmation I just heard the Lord say Alyssa is your wife now months later we ended up getting married months later all of a sudden stuff began to happen I talked to my spiritual covering we fasted we prayed and I ended up marrying Alyssa now listen very closely we never dated at all we got engaged and married three months later we've been married for eight years and I never questioned it once now here's the thing to know Alyssa was the first girl from getting saved the first girl I ever had feelings for after getting saved. I didn't date anybody else. I didn't date what most uh, pastors do, date five people and then see which one you wanna marry. It was the one person and that was the person I married. I can honestly say since I was born again, the only person I've ever had feelings for is my wife. I've never had feelings for any other person since the day I got saved. It was my wife, we didn't date, we got engaged in front of our whole congregation, our whole revival, literally got up there proposed, and then we got married. And I can tell you story after story why I've never hesitated or doubted, because God spoke to me. So God will use these encounters in these prophetic experiences to speak direction, to speak revelation. Not, not, and not everyone's gonna get, oh, this is your wife, an audible voice for God to come to you. But this was my experiences where God was leading me and guiding me and speaking to me and confirming his word to me. And so there's no, there's no substitute for what the voice of God can do in your life. The voice of God is powerful. And when you get a word from God,
God, friend, I'm telling you what I'm doing right now is because me and my pastor both got a word from God to live stream in January of 2020. We are not live streaming because of COVID. COVID did not make us live stream. The Holy Spirit did. And so this was a word from God. And when you have a word from God, come on, am I preaching to anybody? You get a confidence that cannot be explained. You get a conviction that cannot be denied. And you get a fire on the inside of you that can't be put out. That's why it's a dangerous thing to tell somebody that God is not saying something to them when God is clearly saying something to them. And so guys, we have to get in a place in our walks and in our lives where we understand that God is desiring to direct our our lives. I'm going to show you scripture with his word. And so later we're going to talk all the different ways, but let me just show you this and the sad reality of what's going on in America. And sadly, most Christians do not even really believe in the voice of God. Part of that is because we've abused the voice of God by saying, God told me this and prophets and pastors have abused people and said, God said to do this and God said to do that. And God said, he's doing this when God has not spoken. And so there is a danger in saying, God said, God said, God said, when God is not even speaking. And if someone says, God told me and it violates God's word, you could already know it's not a word from God. We need to be careful. The language I use is I feel like God is saying, okay? So I'm very careful. Very rarely will you hear me say, God said this. I always say, I feel like God is saying, or I feel like God is doing because it's a scary thing when you speak on behalf of God. When I released my prophetic word for 2021, I wrestled, I prayed, I shook, I fear, I trembled. And I said, Lord, are you sure you want me to do this? Because you're telling me to say, you said this, and I want to make sure you said this. I don't want to become a person that every two months as God said this, and God said that, and God said that. And you all know that God said this, people. They say it, say it, say it. It never happens. They say it, say it, say it. And if it goes against God's word, which a lot of times it does, it can't be from God because God is never going to violate his word. So don't, and, and this is another thing I want to say, don't let people that don't hear from God or believe in God speaks, stop you from hearing from God. Don't let a leader or a pastor who doesn't hear God or believe in God's voice, try to convince you that God no longer speaks directly to people. I'm here to tell you that against popular belief, especially on YouTube, God is still speaking to people today. You heard it here. God wants wants to speak to his people. He's still speaking to his people. It's New Testament for him to speak to his people. And for people to say it's not scriptural for God to speak anymore, do not know the Bible and do not study scripture. And right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I break every lie off of you that says God is far off. I break every lie off of you that says God is detached. I break every lie off of you that says God is not interested and in speaking to you directly. And I prophesy over every single person watching that God has a yearning and a desire to speak to his people directly, that God wants to talk to you. And that tonight I speak that your ears are going to be opened. Your eyes are going to be opened, that God is going to be re begin to reveal future things to you. I'm going to show you this in the new Testament that God wants to speak to you to reveal things for your future so that you can be prepared. The devil would love to break your communication to God. It makes me sick to my stomach. When I go on YouTube and I hear all these reformed believers and pastors that don't believe in the voice of God, and I'm telling you tonight that I refuse to let anybody talk me out of the voice of God. His voice is a light. His voice is power. His voice is life. His voice is what sustains me. His voice is what guides me. His voice is what governs me. I follow the voice of God. I'm telling you, Jesus has restored the relationship that Adam and Eve had. He tore the veil. We 
We now have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. Our God is active. He is living and He is a talking person. The Holy Spirit is a person. And I don't know any person that doesn't speak. And so the Holy Spirit is, is longing for you to open up your ears to Him. Some people don't listen to Him and that grieves Him. But I'm telling you right now, He's calling some of you back. If you've grieved the Holy Spirit, I'm having a hard time not running around tonight. If you've grieved the Holy Spirit by ignoring His voice, I want you to tonight to say, Lord, I repent for grieving the Holy Spirit. I repent for not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We have to position ourselves in the right place to hear the voice of God. I don't understand how pastors preach on being led by the Spirit, but they don't hear the actual Holy Spirit speaking. So you can't be led by the Holy Spirit and not actually hear the Holy Spirit. How can I be led by Him if I can't take His instructions? Hearing the Holy Spirit, write this down, is the key to being led by the Holy Spirit. One thing you're going to see all throughout the Old Testament and New Testament is God communicating with humanity. I want you to think about this. The God of the heavens and the earth wants to communicate with little me and little you. Yes, that is the power of the God that we serve. He desires. That's why David looked up and said, who is man that God is even mindful? Who am I that God even thinks about me? I am unworthy. Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. And the reality is God cared so much to communicate with you that he sent his only son to die to re-reconcile, reconnect, this is good preaching. The relationship that Adam lost in the garden. Adam had the ability to talk to God like a friend face to face directly and got banished because he decided to listen to another voice. I am done listening to other voices. I want to speak to God. I want God to lead me. I want to hear the voice of God. I'm tired of living my life out of the will, out of the plan, out of the assignment of God. It's time for us to get back to God's word, to get back to scripture and to hear what God is saying right now. What is God saying to us? What does God want us to do? Because you'll never survive. Write this down. You will not survive without hearing the voice of God. You'll, you will not survive. The days that we're going into, the days that are coming are going to be destruction if we don't hear the voice of God. Now, the Holy Spirit, I want you to remember this, took over the role of discipleship, teaching, and speaking that Jesus had with his disciples. So in the same way that Jesus taught them, spoke to them directly, we now have the same access to hear from God, get discipled, and get taught now through the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at John 16, 12. Here's what Jesus told his disciples. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, capital H-E, the spirit of truth has come, he's going to guide you into all truth. Let me tell you what Jesus was saying. Jesus was telling his disciples, there's so much more I want to tell you about. I want to teach you. I want to speak to you, but you're not in a condition or a right place to be able to receive or understand what I have to say because you're already overwhelmed with what I've told you so far, but don't worry because, oh, I feel the fire of God. I'm sweating right now because the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, is coming and he's going to guide you and direct you and take over the discipleship role. The discipleship role of Jesus, the Holy Spirit now, Jesus said, is going to take over that role. And so remember guys, when I talked to you, remember when I showed you how to heal the sick? Remember when we ate together? I know my, my camera is a little skippy here. We're going to work it out. We're going to preach right through it. He goes, remember when 
and I did all these things. Okay, here's the deal, y'all. I have a lot I want to tell you, but you're not ready. You guys are already overwhelmed. You still don't understand. We're at the end of the Gospels. You don't understand who I am. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave and go to be with the Father, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and whatever I did for you, whatever I taught you, discipled you, that closeness that we had, I want you to know that even though I'm gone, I'm just as near when I'm gone. Oh, this is good Holy Ghost preaching. I'm just as near when I'm gone as I am when I'm with you. So notice Jesus said, when the Spirit of truth comes. Notice we said, when he, the Spirit of truth comes, indicating the Holy Spirit is a person, not a force, or a mystical being. We have to stop. You're never going to hear the word of God and the voice of the Holy Spirit if you think the Holy Spirit's an it. He's not an it. He is a person and he's not just something. He's someone and you can't rightly relate to the Holy Spirit if you regard him as an it. We have to look at him as a person. The Holy Spirit is a person and just like a person could get offended, the Holy Spirit could get offended. Just like a person talks, the Holy Spirit talks. So for every yo-yo religious pastor that says God doesn't speak every day and God doesn't speak, I'm gonna show you a verse that says God speaks every day, but not only that, you need to understand the Holy Ghost is a person. So just go away, all you religious people that think God doesn't speak just because he doesn't speak to you, don't try to take away God speaking to me. I wouldn't I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for the voice of God. I wouldn't be preaching to y'all if it wasn't for the voice of God. So understand this is a lie from the devil to shut down God speaking to a church, his church. You're never going to properly understand or even hear his voice if you don't properly understand and establish he's a person. I could literally do a 10-hour teaching night on all the ways that God spoke in the Bible. I'm, I won't. I want to focus on New Testament and I want to show you that God speaks because he's a person. So in the same way I can talk to you, I can relate to you, I can have a relationship with you, I can communicate from person to person, I can also have that with the Holy Spirit. Tell yourself that. Whatever I have with somebody else, I can also have with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a person and my life goal, guys, listen, I'm preaching out of my heart tonight. My life goal and my pursuit is not to be famous, is not to be some famous preacher, prophetic voice, deliverance minister, have 100,000 followers or whatever. My life's goal and my purpose on earth is to get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. The more I understand the Holy Spirit and get to know him, the more I can live my life like Christ. I want to live my life like Christ lived on the earth and I have to get connected to the person of the Holy Spirit. I don't know why we think the Holy Spirit's like a blue flame that just hovers around and knocks us over at the altar. That is not the purpose of the Holy Spirit. He is a person I'm going to do a whole live stream on the Holy Spirit. He is a person and he wants to get to know you. So Jesus was basically saying, going forward, my relationship with you is not going to be direct. I'm leaving, but it's going to be through the Holy Spirit who's a person. So our relationship with God on the earth is through the person of the Holy Spirit. So tonight we're not talking about Jesus showing up in your bedroom and talking to you, even though that's possible. We're not talking about God audibly speaking to you. Although that's possible, it's rare, but it can happen. We are talking about the Holy Spirit, Jesus God on the earth, living our lives through him, him speaking to us, him discipling us. So I want your 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 focus going forward and your thought going forward listening to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. This is the primary way God speaks. And this person, Jesus said, will be here to disciple us, train us, and lead us. So I want to tell somebody, I'm going to I'm tell you it's strong tonight. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe your friends are not believers. Maybe your parents are not believers. Maybe your wife and your husband and your kids. And right now you're in this chat and you say, Isaiah, 
I feel isolated. I feel like nobody understands me. I feel like nobody likes me. I just feel alone in this journey. Come on, there's many of you that feel this way in the chat. I came to tell you right now that there is a person that is with you. There is a person that is fighting for you. There is a person that is leading you. There is a person that is guiding you, helping you, and that is the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is cheering you on even right now. He's ready to help you in anything that you need. He will not be able to help us if we're not willing to listen to him so you need to understand that the Holy Ghost is with you there is no such thing if you're in this broadcast right now and you say I'm all by myself I'm alone if you are a spirit-filled believer I came to tell you that there is no such thing as being alone if you are a spirit-filled believer, if you are a spirit-filled believer, there's no such thing as being by yourself. God has poured out his spirit and God has poured out his anointing and God wants a relationship with you and God wants to know you. You're not alone. The devil is a liar. The spirit of God is walking with you, guiding you, leading you, protecting you, fighting for you. The most powerful force in the universe is with you. So please stop thinking you're by yourself. The Holy Ghost is your partner. This is the relationship, the great commission is the great co-mission friend you understand that you're on a mission with somebody your co-mission that literally means your co-worker the co-worker that you have is God that's your co-worker is the Holy Spirit so your co-worker is not some lazy guy that's underqualified your co-worker is the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus the same spirit is in you is leading you guiding you working with you he's not the doer he's the helper how would you like to know now somebody's life is getting changed right now how would you like to realize that the Holy Ghost is working with you you can't fail friend I'm telling you if you lean into God I'm preaching prophetically to someone tonight you can't fail with the Holy Ghost on your side but you have to understand I can't be led by him if I ignore him sometimes he's gonna tell you something you don't want to hear sometimes he's gonna tell you to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable sometimes he can tell you something to do something that doesn't line up with your dreams and your desires and your ambitions believe me my desires was not God. I want to live stream full time. And I'll tell you right now, because I'm live streaming full time, I'm traveling now less. And instead of traveling full time and live streaming part time, I'm live streaming full time and traveling part time. I am more happy than I've ever been in God. Why? Because there's no better place to be than in the will of God. The will of God is the best place that you can be. So you need to say right now and decide right now. Listen, we almost have 3,000 people on this broadcast. Come on, share the stream. Holy Spirit, whatever you say. Now be careful before you say this. Holy Spirit, whatever you say, I will do. I don't care what you say. I will do it. Nothing grieves the Holy Spirit more than when we disobey what he's telling us to do. Now, I want you to see what John, Jesus says in John 16, 13. He says, for he, the Holy Spirit, will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And, I, and he, he, the Holy Spirit, will tell you things to come. Understand the Holy Ghost will speak the mysteries of God and tell you future events. The church needs supernatural direction concerning the future. How will it come to us? How are we going to get what's gonna happen in the future? How are we gonna know what's happening up ahead and what to plan for through the Holy Spirit? Okay, if your pastor doesn't believe me, John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit will tell you of things to come. And I'm not gonna rush tonight. Listen, I'm gonna go for it tonight. 
tonight. I'm going to take my time because we need to get this teaching out there. We need to get this. So I'm not going to try to run through it to cater to people that have to get off. It is what it is. I need you to hear what I'm trying to tell you. The Holy Spirit, according to Jesus, will show you future events. He's not, he's not just providing information concerning everything in the future, but he will tell us things that we need to know. So don't expect the Holy Spirit to tell you everything in the future. How many kids am I going to have? Who am I going to marry? Where am I going to work? Where am I going to buy a house? What city? The Holy Spirit's not going to tell you every single detail, but the things that you need to know that are pivotal to your destiny, don't stress out. Don't panic. Jesus says the Holy Ghost is going to show you. This is him telling the disciples. So one thing you need to understand is that if God wants you, and this is so important, if God wants you to make a drastic change, he's going to let you know. It's You don't have to freak out. He'll let you know. It's like the freeway. The signs, if you don't know when you're on the freeway, there are small signs to indicate the freeway you're on. So for example, if I'm on Highway 5 or Highway 9, or I'm on the 99 in California, if I'm driving on the 99, there's little tiny signs that say, 99 and those little signs just show me that I'm on the right track or on the right freeway. Now, if there's going to be a change in lanes or a junction or a change in direction, you're going to see massive signs when you have to change direction. This is how God speaks. When God is speaking and wants you to make a big change in direction, he gives you a big sign. When God wants you to know you're on the right track, he gives you small signs. So some of you right now in this broadcast are saying, why has God not been drastically speaking to me? And it's probably because you're on the right track track when God told us to shift our whole ministry for the coming year God gave me and my pastor big signs he was keeping us up at night he was speaking to us he was giving us confirmations after confirmations after confirmations why because the Lord was saying Isaiah you need to take a junction you need to take a different route I have something new for you and you're going to miss it now how many of you know laying down behind a drum set and the Lord saying Alyssa is your wife is a big sign. Why did God do that? Because I needed a big sign because I God knew that if I married the wrong person, it would ruin my destiny. And I already told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to date anybody. I don't want to. I, I told the Lord this because in my past, I was with a bunch of different girls. So I said, Lord, when I get saved now, I don't want to be with anyone that's not going to be my wife. The first girl I get feelings for, I want that to be the person I married. I told the Lord that. So when the time was ready, the Lord gave me the big sign. If you're not getting the big sign, I came to tell you you're probably on the right track. This revelation will literally change your entire life if you understand this. So look for the signs, the speak, the way that God speaks and the things that God is trying to tell you through people, through situations, through music, through nature and all the different ways that God speaks. If God is giving you small signs or speaking small things to you, it's probably because you're on the right road. If he wants you to make a drastic shift, he'll tell you over and over and over again. Let's think about this. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, the Bible talks about God speaking to young, to young Samuel. The Bible says, now in those days, the message, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were very uncommon. Now, Eli, who was in charge of the temple, the Bible says, had gone to bed and Samuel was sleeping by the ark of God. And the Bible says, says that suddenly God spoke to Samuel. Now Samuel heard an audible voice and thought it was Eli and went to Eli and said, Eli, did you say something? Eli said, no, go back to bed. This happened three times where God would speak to Samuel and Samuel didn't know the, the Bible says, didn't know God or his messages. So he was unable to properly hear what God was trying to say to him. He kept going to his leader saying, did you say something? No. Did you say something? No. Did you say something? No. Now, Eli finally realizes that God is speaking to Samuel and says, the next time the Lord speaks, 
I want you to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So I want you to understand, sometimes God will speak to us and we don't even realize that he's speaking. We think that it's someone else or it's something else. So it's possible right now that God has been speaking to you, but you thought it was someone or something else speaking to you. So another thing I want to note is you need to be careful when you go to older leaders saying, God told me to do this because it's likely that the older generation or the older leaders are going to tell you to go back to sleep. And I've been Caution, I've cautioned pastors with this. Listen, when God wakes up the young people in your church, do not tell them to go back to sleep. I will tell you right now, my Nino, who is my spiritual father and my pastor, when I went to him and said, I want to do live streaming and this, and God is telling me this, and I'll just say this, everything I've told him that God is telling me to do, he has never one time said, just go back to sleep. Don't do what God is telling you to do. He's never one time said, Isaiah, I don't think you should be preaching on YouTube. I don't think you should be preaching on TikTok. I don't think you should go on Facebook. Let's just do what tradition does. Every single time my pastor, my spiritual father, and my leader that I've went to has said, if it's the Lord, obey the voice of the Lord. And we have too many pastors and preachers that are trying to tell these young people that are getting set on fire for God to go back to bed. And I want to tell some pastors, listen, there's over 3,000 of you watching. I know there's a bunch of pastors up in here. I see you in the chat. Stop telling the young people in your church to, to go back to bed. Let the fire of God blaze. Let God speak to them because God is passing the mantle to young people. Let them run with it. It might be messy. It might be not what you got trained and you might not like it. Let me, listen, our revival... For four more, five years, we had no worship music. We had five years of revival meetings with no worship music. Do you want to know what we had before our service? Hip hop and spoken word music. For five years, no worship music. And that was our worship music. Now you might say, well, what kind of pastor would allow that to happen? A pastor that says, God is doing a new thing. And rather than telling these young people to go back to bed, I'm glad that they're not smoking, drinking, and partying. So go ahead and do what God has called you to do. And we need some more leaders that are gonna say, hear the voice of God, don't go back to bed. And so after three times, he said, this is God. And you need to understand, now the Bible says, not uh, the Bible says that because that he'd never got a message from God, he had a hard time knowing that it was God. So some of you, maybe you feel like you've never heard the voice of God. And this is why you're having a hard time hearing from God because you've never heard it before. You don't know the better translation is that you don't know what God's voice sounds like. So the reason why Samuel couldn't perceive the voice of God, because he didn't know what it sounded like. So he had no point of reference to say, wait a minute, that's actually God speaking to me. I thought this whole time that was just a coincidence or that was just a pastor or a leader. So this is why we're doing this tonight. Some of you are new, you barely know God. And so it's possible you're missing the messages God is sending you. Have you ever had someone say, man, you never responded to the text I sent you. And then your response back is, well, I, you, I never got a text. And the the reason why you never got the text was because you had no reception. So even though the person sent the message, you never even got the message because you didn't have reception. And we have to make sure that our spiritual reception is working at maximum capacity so that we can hear from God. Because for many of us, God is sending us messages and we're not getting the messages because our spiritual senses are dull and our ears are closed to what the spirit is saying. So God is literally sending you message, message, and then you're going, God, why aren't you speaking to me? God's like, I've been messaging you. You haven't been receiving it. And you're like, no, because my reception has been low because I haven't been praying. I haven't been fasting. I haven't been reading. So we need to make sure that we have spiritual reception to hear the words of God. Now notice what Eli told Samuel to do. He said this, go lay down. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Go lay down. And if he calls you again, say, speak, your servant is listening. 
thank God that if we miss the word, oh, come on, Holy Ghost, the first time, God's going to speak again. Thank God if we miss the word the second time, God is going to speak again. The God that we serve, write this down, will speak again. You may have been missing his messages. You might have been ignoring his voice, but I came to tell somebody that get ready for God to speak again. Do I need to stress out? No, he'll speak again. Do I need to get rid of everything in my house if God isn't speaking to me? No, he'll speak again. Do I need to strive or chase God? No. Look at what the Bible says. He said, go lay down. You don't have to play hide and seek. You don't have to run around. You don't even have to work. He said, go rest. And as you're relaxing and resting in his presence, because remember, Samuel was sleeping next to the ark. He said, as you're resting and sleeping, God is going to speak again. So just relax. I want someone to know, just rest. Stop being all stressed out. Like, oh, I'm going to miss my destiny. God didn't, and you're running around and God said this and God and I don't know who to listen to and Isaiah said this but so and so said this and I don't know what church to go to and where to move and who to marry and what to do and where to should I apply for this job or go to this school God says rest relax calm down I've spoken three times you've ignored me all three times but it's okay because you didn't know my voice but guess what tonight you know my voice now I'll come back and speak again so you don't have to panic you don't have to stress now this is the fourth time that God speaks to Samuel. And once he gets his attention, he ends up giving him a strong warning of the future of Israel and Eli. And God will oftentimes, now we already know the New Testament says he speaks the future, because I just read you that, what Jesus said. But God will oftentimes speak warnings and future events to us about our lives. And this correlates what Jesus said. The Spirit will come and tell you things to come. So is it biblical for the Holy Spirit to come and tell you in a month this is going to happen? Yes. Is it biblical for him to say, is this going to happen? Yes. And here's my opinion. If you go into your future without the guiding and leading of the Holy Spirit, you are already doomed to destruction. God wants to speak future so that you get ready. Some words God has given me are not for years in the future, but I start getting prepared now for what he's going to do then. Now, why would God speak future events? Because God wants to prepare you. When God told us in 2019, be ready to start streaming in January of 2020, guess what? We started getting ready. Do you know what that means? It means we didn't wait around and sit until January and then on January 1st say, okay, Lord, here I am. I'm ready to start streaming. That's not what we did. What did we do? We started buying cameras. We started buying lighting. We started watching videos on algorithms and platforms and websites and how to do this. I literally, I'm not lying. I learned how to make my own website, how to make my own channel, how to edit my own videos, how to do like, I literally learned how to do all this stuff because I wanted to obey the word of God. And when God gives you a word, he'll put the right people around you. Now, my brother who had already done live streaming at a high level, came over and was already able to teach me all this stuff, how to get pop-ups, how to do this. Because when God gives you a word, he'll put the right people around you to establish and fulfill the word that he's given you. But you got to get off your lazy tail and you got to prepare. If God said, start a YouTube channel, just start. Don't wait around. Get ready. Do what you have to do. Stop waiting till it happens and prepare now. I'm here to prophesy to somebody tonight. If God says marriage is coming, we'll start getting ready. Start getting your finances together. together how about this one get a job I mean you got to start getting yourself prepared and doing what you need to do so that you can be rare some of you like I'm ready for God to bring me my wife you don't even have a job you can't even keep your bedroom clean how is God going to give you a wife and kids so start preparing if you God says a promotion's coming 
Get yourself ready. Start waking up 30 minutes early. If God said the ministry is going to change, get ready, then do what you have to do. Well, what about this? It doesn't matter. Hear the word of God and do what God says. If God says to move somewhere, start getting ready to move. I'm going to pack my bags. Where are you going? I don't know. I just know I got to pack up all my stuff because God is saying for me to move and I got to get ready to move. Now, please don't hear what I'm saying tonight and say, oh man, that's God speaking to me. I'm going to go move and do this because Isaiah Salvador appreciate it. I'm letting you know when God speaks future, get ready so that you don't have to be at the last minute trying to make all your ends meet. Remember when the Holy Spirit speaks, his goal is not only to show you the future, the Bible says in John 16, but also to glorify Jesus. John 16, 14. Many people say, oh, well, God said this and God said this. Listen, if God says something to somebody and it only brings glory to them and not Jesus, it's not the Holy Spirit speaking. It might be a spirit speaking, but it's not the Holy Spirit speaking. Any activity or practice that exalts humans above Jesus is not the Holy Spirit. Jesus has to be the center of what God is speaking. According to John 16, 14, Jesus said, the spirit is going to glorify me. So why would the Holy Spirit speak to you a thing that doesn't bring glory to Jesus, but brings glory to you? We have too many glory hogs in the body of Christ. Too many people prophesying future events so that they can get glory. Now, a lot of people prophesy future events like this is going to happen with this or the president or this politician or whatever, because they know that if it happens, they'll have validity to their message and they'll get glory to them when that's not the goal. The goal is anything we prophesy or teach or do is to bring glory to Jesus. Now, there's a lot of examples we can look at in the Old Testament. I don't want to get into all of these because there's too many, but I want to look at the New Testament believer. Now, Jesus actually describes our relationship with him as the relationship between a shepherd and a sheep. And in fact, the mark of being a true Christian, now I know I'm going to make some of you religious people manifest, the mark of being a true Christian is you will hear the voice of the shepherd. In John 10, 3, this is what Jesus says, to him, the shepherd, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He goes, here's the mark of a true believer. They hear the voice of God and people want to say God doesn't speak or it's not common or it's not every believer. Have you read this? The voice of God is what validates us as being a true sheep. If you go to verse, verse four, he says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his theology, for they know his Bible, for they know his voice, his sheep know his voice so we hear him and we follow him why because we know his voice so we cannot follow him if we don't know his voice it's impossible to be a effective believer and a sheep to not know the voice of the shepherd now verse 5 of john 10 says yet they the sheep will by no means follow a stranger but will run from the stranger for they don't know the voice of the stranger are you guys catching this am i the only one here come on where, where are you guys at the voice, the voice, the voice. They will hear my voice. They will know my voice. They will follow my voice. They're of me because they follow my voice. This is the voice, the voice, the voice, the voice of God in the New Testament, according to Jesus. Says, Jesus says, everything we do, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost strong tonight. Everything we do revolves around hearing the voice of God, knowing his voice and then following his voice. If we want to hear from God, we have to be willing to obey him. Does God speak to me without having the intention of actually doing it? If I say, God, I want you to speak to me and I don't have no intention. Like God, speak to me, speak to me. But my, my insides go, I'm probably not going to do what God says. Then why is God going to speak? My intentions when God speaks have to be, I'm going to do what he says. Why? Because he's a good shepherd and he has my best interest in mind. 
when God told me to break up with my girlfriend of four years the day after I got saved, I had to obey the voice of the shepherd. Now, did I want to break up with her? No, I was with her for four years. I planned to marry her. I wanted to see her get saved. I didn't want to break up with her, but the good shepherd knew what needed to happen. So he told me to break up with her and I broke up with her over a text message. That is like number one rule you don't do. Four year relationship, think about this, broke up with her over a text message, haven't talked to her since. 10 years later, how is that possible? Because the voice of the shepherd said, I'm trying to lead you into eternal life and she can't go where I'm taking you. That's not your wife. Separate yourself from her. So I had to obey the voice of God. No matter what I felt on the inside, I had to obey the voice of God. Now, not only the Bible says that, but this will also cause us to not follow deceivers. They will not follow false prophets, false teachers. Why? Because the Bible says they recognize the voices of these others and they realize it's not the voice of the Lord. That's why Jesus says, by no means will they follow a stranger. Why? Because they know the stranger's voice and they know my voice and the voices don't match. They recognize you're not the voice of God. The fact that they know the voice of the Lord enables them from being deceived from a false prophet or a false teacher. So you gotta know the voice of God so that you're not deceived by false teachers and false prophets. What keeps me from being deceived? How is Isaiah not deceived? Because if I know the person I'm listening to, I hear their voice, I know the voice of God, and the voice of them doesn't match the voice of God, I know that it's a false teacher, a false prophet, or a, the Bible calls a stranger. So because I know his voice, their voice doesn't match. And so if they're teaching something that doesn't match what God is saying, I know they're a false teacher. I've heard false teachers before and I'm like, nah, that's not the voice of God. Sounds good, but I know his voice and that is not living up or lining up to what God is saying. God is not like what you're preaching. God is not a God that says, if you want a prophetic word right now, so $59.99, God is not a God that sells miracle water or the dirt that the Israelites walked on like all these televangelists. God is not a God that abuses people. God is not a God that is rude to people. God is not a God that is abusive or speaks things to cause people to sin. So if I'm hearing these things, I don't have to say, I wonder if this person's of God. I already know they're not because that's the Bible says I'll know his voice so I won't follow a stranger. So are you guys seeing why it's so important? Why I'm taking my time tonight to try to break down the voice of God to you. When other spirits come that aren't the Holy Spirit that try to get me off track, I already know his voice and I'm like, miss me with that devil because this isn't it. The moment Adam heard the snake, he should have realized, wait a minute. I'm not obeying you. You're not the voice of God. And so I'm not listening to you because your voice doesn't line up. God said, don't eat of the tree. Your voice says, eat of the tree. God is not gonna contradict himself. Get out of my garden, you lying snake. Bruise the head of the snake, end it right there. But Adam did not realize and did not recognize the voice trying to speak to him was a false spirit, was the devil himself trying to deceive you. So trust me, the devil also speaks and if you don't know the voice of God, you won't know what God is trying to say to you. Adam should have right there kicked him right out of the garden. When he obeyed another voice, he fell into sin. Now watch what Jesus says when he goes into verse 16 here. I have other sheep which are not of the Jewish fold. I must bring them also and they will hear my voice and they will become one flock with one shepherd. Are you guys seeing this? What is the way to achieve unity among believers? We need to be unity. We need to be in unity. All the churches need to be in unity. But this is what Jesus says. 
The unity does not come through planning or organization or doctrine or theological discussions. He said, unity comes when we all learn to hear the voice of the Lord. When they all hear my voice, they become one flock. Unity comes when we're all listening and hearing from the true shepherd. That's where unity comes. If we're not hearing from God, we cannot be in unity. So if you're under a teacher or a pastor that do not believe in speaking on behalf of God, or you don't believe they're speaking on behalf of God, you shouldn't be there. You need to hear your pastor speak, get in unity with them because you know, this guy speaking is hearing from the same God that's speaking to me. So the followers hear his voice, he knows them and they follow his voice. So we must realize that in biblical times, the shepherds did not drive the sheep, okay? They led the sheep. So how did the shepherd lead them? Remember, they're not driving like a car. God is not driving you, he's leading you. Well, how did they lead them? They led them by the sound of their voice. Oh, brother, this is good preaching. This should be, I should have charged y'all for an e-course. I'm just kidding. He led them by his voice. The sheep don't follow by watching. They follow by listening. And they always went where they heard the shepherd's voice. So if we apply the scriptural analogy to our lives, we see that it's impossible to follow God unless we hear and recognize his voice. This is life-changing revelation. There's so much we can say about this. I should probably turn tonight into a 10-part teaching. And I'm not even, I still, got a, I still got a ways to go. So I hope you got your Uber Eats or your Chipotle or whatever you got. But understand that God is not driving us. God is leading us. Us, and the shepherd would lead the sheep by using his voice and they would follow not his actions but they would follow after his voice so we have to follow after the voice of God now here's what I want to do I want to give you some practical ways to hear the voice of God now mark 4 9 says he who has ears let him hear we need to pray for ears to hear what God is speaking so we can perceive it now I just spent 50 minutes convincing you that the voice of God is the mark of the true believer. It's for every believer and it's biblical and it's New Testament. Now I want to show you, okay, and I'm glad that I didn't, I had way more and I'm glad that I've, I'm putting it into here, but I want to show you how God actually speaks. So get your notepad, get your pens out. I'll, I'll add all these also to the YouTube description, but I want to show you the ways that God speaks according to the Bible so that now I'm telling you when you see this, you're going to go, wait a minute. God has been speaking to me and I've been missing what God is saying because I didn't realize that's how God speaks. So number one, God speaks as a still small voice. Yes, a still small voice. This is the most common way I believe God speaks. And this is how Isaiah Saldivar hears God the most. God usually does not yell the way that Isaiah Saldivar yells. I wish he did, but he doesn't. Now, he oftentimes comes in a whisper or a thought or a small voice. And this is the way that our God speaks. There's three sources that we can get thoughts from. There's the human spirit, there's the Holy Spirit, and there is a demonic spirit. Now, let me say something about this because people often ask, how do I know if it's the flesh or a demon that's speaking to me? The flesh doesn't talk to you, okay? Write that down. The flesh doesn't talk, demons talk. So if you're hearing somebody talking in your head that's not a demon, or I mean, that, or talking in your head that's telling you to do things that violate God's word or will, it's a demon. It's not the flesh. The flesh can tempt you, entice you, and the Bible says drag you away, but the flesh does not have the ability to talk. Only God and only demons can talk, okay? So if you're hearing a voice that's talking against the things of God, that's a demon. That's not God. Now, the Holy Spirit will speak in your mind and press thoughts on you, and he will be a small voice. Now, the way that you know whether it's a human spirit or the Holy Spirit 
is usually the Holy Spirit will whisper to you things you would not otherwise have thought of. Or if you get a thought that you're like, wow, and I get this when I'm preaching all the time, that was really, really good. That was a really good thought. I could have never come up with that. That was the Holy Spirit speaking either to you or speaking through you. I can give you an example of this. One time I was at In-N-Out. The Holy Spirit said, go give this guy $100. At the time I was working at Starbucks, I had like $200 in my bank account and $100 was half of my net worth. Okay, are you guys getting this? And so I said, I'm not giving it to him. I'm not giving it to him. And I kept hearing, give that guy $100. Now, I don't want to give the guy $100. So I already know it's not my flesh and it's definitely not a demon. So I knew this has to be God because my flesh doesn't want to give the guy. And I'm not creating the thought to give the guy $100. So I went to the ATM, crossed the street, came back, walked up to his table and said, hey, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. I think I'm crazy. Don't worry. But the Holy Spirit told me to give you $100. And he literally said this, breaks out in tears and says, I walked in this in and out and said, God, if you're real, have someone walk up to me and give me $100. And his family was in the car. They had no food, no gas. They were stranded. And so you need to understand that most of the times God is not going to come with this extravagant voice. So you need to be able to hear him in the whisper. Now, my obedience was attached to this man's prayers. So think about that. The guy's praying to God, the God of the universe, and then God speaks to me and says, give him $100. And I, again, I knew it was God because I didn't want to give him $100. The same way as if God tells you to step out and pray for somebody and you're uncomfortable and you just feel like you can't get away from it, that's God speaking to you. That's the difference between your thoughts and God's thoughts. Now, as you get close to God and you get to know God, your thoughts and his thoughts become one and you start getting on the mind of Christ. And now you're wanting to do these things. But in the beginning, it's usually the Holy Spirit. If you're sitting there in a service or you're in a building or you're doing something and you get an, a random superimposing thought to do something good, that's usually the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that is the still small whisper. And you need to start getting in tune with that still small whisper, because this is going to set you free. If you realize God does not yell, usually. Sometimes he will. He's yelled at me again twice when I heard his voice, but he usually doesn't yell. You have to understand it's a still small voice. So you need to understand God is whispering to you. So one of the reasons why we struggle to hear him is because we're not close with him. This is what you need to understand. How close are you? Ask yourself this. How close am I to God? The farther you get away from God, the harder it is to hear the whisper. Usually if God yells like he did the night I got saved when I was an atheist, it was because I was far away. Why does God not need to yell now? Because I'm close to him and I could hear him whisper. So because I was far away as an atheist, God yelled at me a loud voice that night audibly because I was distant. I could not hear the whisper. So understand to the believer, he whispers to the unbeliever. He yells, what happened to Saul? Let me just prove it to you. He gets knocked to the ground and the voice comes out and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Was that a small voice? No, it knocked him to the ground. It was a, it was a loud voice. Why? Because Saul had no relationship or closeness. So remember, sin separates us from the from God or creates distance between us and God. So if you have a bunch of sin in your life, it's no wonder you can't hear him. Don't be sitting here going, brother, I just don't ever hear him. And you're watching pornography every night. Don't you know, I just don't hear him. And you're fornicating all the time. I just don't hear him. And you're out sinning all the time. You're practicing sin. If you make a practice of sin, the Bible says you're not a son of God. You're a son of the devil. And so sons of the devil don't hear the voice of God. So you need to understand and get practical and think if there's sin in my life I'm creating distance between me and God when you sin you create distance the Bible says and now God is still speaking because God's not just going to stop speaking because you sin 
but I can't hear the whisper because we're too far away. It's like standing in a room a hundred feet away and then standing right next to me. If you're right next to me, you don't need to yell. And also whispering speaks of intimacy. If you whisper, usually it's into a person's ear when you're close. And so we need that intimacy with God. We need to be close to him and we need to make sure that we have no distractions. And the other thing that prevents God from speaking or us hearing the whisper is the noises of life, our lives. Listen to me. I'm going to set you free. There's over 3000 of you. So many of you, your life is too noisy to hear God, too much distraction on social media, opinions, this, sometimes you need to just get rid of everything so you can hear them. If you're TikToking or on TikTok for four hours a day, how is God going to speak to you while you're watching people dance on TikTok? If you're on YouTube four hours a day, how is God going to speak to you? So you need to remove all the clutter out of your life, all the noise, all the opinions, all the preachers. If you listen to 20 different preachers, get rid of some of them and then hone down your ears and say, I need to get rid of these distractions. Now, Moses was in the backside of a desert and after 40 years of being exiled, God spoke to him and God oftentimes will speak in seasons of wilderness or isolation. So don't be all depressed and stressed out if you're in a wilderness season. Just say, Lord, what are you trying to speak to me while I'm in this wilderness isolation season? And the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord because the Lord is about to pass by. The Bible says this. Now this is about Elijah. Listen to this. In 1 Kings 19, 11, God is about to speak to Elijah, but I want you to see what it says. It says, go out and stand by the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Listen to this. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came, watch this now, a gentle whisper came. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? God was showing Elijah, it's not always going to be extravagant when I speak to you, but I'm going to come in the whisper. Lord, help us tonight. Remove every distraction. Remove distance. Now listen, you cannot apply what I'm preaching tonight. If you're not willing to repent of your sins, you got to get alone. My most powerful encounters with God are when I'm alone with God. And this is why didn't Jesus say, shut the door when you pray, not just the physical door, but the door in your mind. When you go to pray, you're thinking about this and what am I going to do here? And if I get the assignment finished and where am I going to get a job and who am I going to No, no, shut the door and let the distractions be removed. So guess what? I hate to be the one but you may need to get rid of video games for a little bit. You may need to get rid of Netflix for a little bit. You may need to get off of TikTok for a while. You may need to get off of Instagram or YouTube for a while. You may need to give these things up so that you can say, Lord, I'm doing this to hear your voice better because I can't survive without hearing the voice of the shepherd. I need your voice. Okay, so number one is a small whisper. Number two, and these first ones are a lot longer, but we're going for it. It's gonna change your life, I promise. Number two is God speaks through the Bible. Number two is the Bible. People say, Isaiah, I want God to speak to me. And I've told them over and over, have you tried reading the Bible out loud? That's God speaking to you. His word is how he speaks. You cannot go wrong looking to God's word to hear his voice. Now, listen, if you're in the chat right now, there's over 3000 of you and you're struggling to hear the voice of God and everything I'm saying, you're like, I don't hear him. I don't hear him. I don't hear him. I want you to understand something very, very closely here. Watch what I'm about to say. 
The Bible is the best place to start. Where should I start? Okay, there's 3,100 of you. Where should I start hearing the voice of God? You should start in the word of God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto good works. Do you want to know how to be perfect? Get in the word of God. The Bible says the man of God can be perfect if he gets in the word of God. Understand that scripture is God breathed. This translation literally says it's breathed out by God. So I need you to understand how powerful the scripture is. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. Now there are two Greek words for the word word, which is like the Bible, okay? The first one is logos, and this basically means the mind of God or the full counsel of God, the eternal counsel of God. Of God. So God's word, the Bible, reveals the mind of God, and you'll never know the thoughts of God, the counsel of God, or the mind of God without knowing the logos or the word of God. So John 1, 1 says, in the beginning, was the word which is logos in the Greek and the word the logos was with God and the logos was God he was in the beginning with God now we know John 1 is talking about Jesus so Jesus is the I hope you're taking notes personified logos he's the logos of God he is the embodiment of God's total mind God's total counsel and God's complete purpose on the earth remember in John 14 9 Jesus said he who has seen me what did he say has seen the father Jesus was saying that he represents everything the father is everything the father does and everything the purpose the father has every plan and every will this is the logos of god so understand the logos of god is settled in heaven it can never be changed it's eternal the grass is going to wither and fade but the word of god remains the logos of god okay but the second thing is this okay and i'm preaching i'm helping myself if i'm not helping you the second greek word for the word word the bible is rhema now rhema is important because it refers to a spoken word and it's not considered rhema unless it's spoken this is the spoken word of god okay you need to understand this Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, it is written, listen to this, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word, rhema, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So our finite minds are not able to comprehend God's total counsel. So what does God do? God takes a measure of his complete wisdom, revelation, knowledge, all of knowledge of God. He puts it in a small piece, which is a rhema, and he speaks it to us. And this word becomes personal once we receive the rhema. So Jesus is implying God has daily bread, so we don't live by bread alone. So every day we live by the rhema of God, which means... God has rhema for us every single day. God has something to speak to us every single day. Now, how do I find the rhema? I'm glad you asked in your Bible. The Bible speaks the rhema of God, the word of God. That's the rhema that comes from the mouth of God. This will be the portion for your day. Logos, the unchanging word of God in heaven, rhema. I'm helping myself, y'all. Type one if this is helping you. The personal word that God speaks to us. So faith comes from hearing and hearing comes from the rhema of Christ. So faith comes when God speaks a specific word to you directly, okay? The Bible doesn't say, now listen very closely. Do not turn this broadcast off. Do not click out of this YouTube video because I need you to hear what I'm about to say. The Bible doesn't say faith comes by reading the Bible. That's not what it says. Why not? 
because you can read the Bible and not hear anything. Come on, can I get a one in the chat? We've all had times where you've read for 20 minutes and don't even remember what you read. Come on, raise your hand if that's you. Type one, give me an emoji. If you've read for 20 minutes, you don't even remember what you read because faith doesn't come by reading the Bible. Faith comes by the word of God, the reign of God. So oftentimes we might open it. Other times we open it and then all of a sudden something leaps out. Have you guys had the Bible jump at you, jump out of the page and it jumps out on the out of you? That's the rhema word of God. When it leaps out, you go, wow, God is speaking to me right now. That is God saying, this is the rhema word for you right now. Every day, God has a rhema word for you. Just got to get in the word of God. So when you hear that rhema, it's more than just reading your Bible. This is God communicating through his word, a personal word to you. Let me explain this. When I first got saved, I had a lot of friends. We were partying, doing all this stuff. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I had a lot of friends because I was in a band and doing all this stuff. And I was a very, I'm a very social person. I lost all my friends, okay? I had no friends. It was my uncle, my sister, my cousin, and that was it, and my mom and dad. I had like five friends and they're all my family members. I wasn't cool any longer. I said, it was no longer cool. And so I was going, God, and I got to a point, I think I was like two weeks in, and I had heard that all my friends I grew up with, all my best friends I hung out with every day, they were all talking bad about me. They were making fun of me. And I remember one day I was crying and I was going, you know, thinking maybe I should just go back and maybe this isn't real. And you know, I have no friends. I literally, my family is my only friends. And I was broken and I was hurting. And I know there's a lot of you in the chat saying, this is me. And I remember this, I opened up my Bible and you won't, re you won't guess what I opened to. First Peter 4.4, 4. are you ready to hear what it says? Here's what first Peter quote 4.4 4 says. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destruct uh, destructive things they do in their behavior. So they slander you. What? How? How is this written? That 2,000 years ago, I'm sitting in my bedroom crying like a little baby about how I'm being made fun of and I have no friends and all this. And I open up a 2,000 year old book and all of a sudden here comes Peter. Isaiah, of course your friends slander you. They're no longer out plunging into destructive behavior. So they make fun of you. Of course, what are you, are you surprised? What was that? That was not Logos. That was the rhema of God jumping out of the page and speaking to Isaiah Saldivar. So we got to know the Bible. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and active or living and active, I love that translation, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing the division of the soul and the spirit, of the joint and of the marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. Have you ever read a verse and you were thinking about something and it was like the Bible read your mind and you're like, how did it know I was thinking that? It's because the word of God discerns our actions. The rhema of God is able to discern. Now the rhema discerned, I was discouraged and gave me encouragement because the word of God is alive and it is active. When you read the Bible, it also reads you. When you pick up the Bible, it also picks you up. When you dust it off, it dust you off. Shout out to Nino. I'm stealing all his one-liners there. So you need to understand that the Bible in itself is not the thing that leads you into truth. Let me give you another verse here. Jesus said, the spirit will lead you into truth. He didn't say the Bible will lead you into truth. Now, how is it possible Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, just two for example, use the Bible. Mormons 100% use the Bible and the Book of Mormon. How? How could they take our Bible and use it if the Bible's truth? Because the Bible's not truth in itself. The Bible has truth and the Bible says 
the spirit will lead you into truth jesus said the spirit's coming and he'll lead you into truth so if you don't have the holy spirit you can use the bible and manipulate the bible and use it for false religions so you have to understand false religions use the bible because they don't have the spirit that leads us in the truth so you got to rely on the holy spirit and the reign of god to speak to us through his word oh i feel my life already changing when you get this friend you'll be obsessed with the bible you'll be in love with the bible you say how does isaiah spend hours reading the bible how does he spend hours studying because the holy spirit makes it come alive and the rhema of god speaks to me okay so number two was the bible i'm going quick here okay i know we're an hour and 20 in it's all right we're not paying for airtime here number three this is all free here number three is god speaks through prayer prayer has to be our lifeline prayer is god's write this down prayer is god's phone number the majority of the times i've gotten words of direction or radical encounters with god are when i was praying you need to make a habit of praying in the spirit praying in english praying throughout the day treat prayer like oxygen you don't have you don't forget to breathe so stop forgetting to pray philippians 4 6 says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through christ jesus so stop being anxious what should i pray about isaiah everything pray about everything every decision every choice every day pray 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 your life away you'll never waste time praying so he says you need to pray about everything and you won't be anxious do you want to know why i don't have anxiety okay today is the 50th day we've uploaded every single day 50 days straight okay we're doing it for another 315 days by the way how are we able to do that how am i not stressed out and anxious because i pray about everything okay i give it to god i say lord this is not my stress it's yours it's not my weight it's yours it's not my word it's yours it's not my pressure it's yours these are not my people the three thousand of you i'm flattered praise god you're not my people you are the people of god and i'm not this weird cult-like pastor that's like oh this is my stream and my people i bring on guests promote you to go to their ministry and their streams because i'm not insecure because you're not mine you are god's is this a community we built absolutely are we a family yes but you are the family of god and be careful when you get around these occult-like pastors who think that you're they're yours they're not yours they're you're god's people so you need to understand that because i pray about everything it helps me deal with anxiety so god will also speak through others that are praying for you it's another way that god speaks through other people while they're praying for you i've had so many times in prayer meetings where i'll say uh, or, or someone will say god pray for me or i want god to send someone to pray for me and then all of a sudden god will tell me to go pray for them and i go pray for them and they're like you'll never believe this i just asked god to send someone to pray for me and then i went and prayed for them and i spoke the word of god over them i can't count how many times someone's coming prayed over me and said things nobody knew and it was like god was speaking directly to me so prayer is a major way that god God speaks not only when we're in prayer but when we're praying for others and when for others are praying for us so oftentimes when you're praying you become a mouthpiece or a vessel for God have you ever prayed for someone and you feel like God just takes over and you're like wow that was a really good prayer I didn't even know I knew that stuff or I didn't even know I could pray like that and you're shocked because of what you prayed and what you said well that was because my friend I'm glad you asked that was the Spirit of God praying through you so he wants to speak to people praying through you every revival in history has started in a prayer meeting when you pray you invite god's divine power into your situation so if you're struggling to hear god or you feel like he's not speaking to you look at the amount of time you spend in prayer now if you pray five minutes a day 
Don't get mad that God is not speaking to you. You're not giving him nothing to work with. You're giving him five twigs and asking him to build a log cabin. Jesus says the Father is in the secret place. We already know where God dwells on the earth. It's in the secret place. And we need to pray to the Father. We need to let the Father, we need to let the Holy Spirit, we need to let him speak to us in prayer. Okay, we're going quick. Number four, write this down is God speaks through other people. We're almost done. Stay with me. God speaks through other people. That's number four, other people. And this is literally the easiest way to hear from God and the most overlooked. We see this all throughout scripture. God is speaking through people, speaking through prophets, speaking through other men. Tonight, God is speaking to you. He's been speaking to you for an hour and 21 minutes since you got on the broadcast. When you listen to preaching and Christian podcasts and all these things, that's God speaking to you. I wish the Holy Spirit could come tonight and just appear and just preach to us. I wish he could do that. But the reality is the way that God speaks on the earth, one of the primary ways is through other people. Amos 3, 7 says the sovereign Lord never does anything unless he first reveals his plan to his servants, the prophets. Proverbs 19, 20 says, listen to the counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. We need to have wise counsel or counsel around us and have people in our life that can speak on God's behalf to help guide us so that when you're struggling and you can't hear from God, you can get on my broadcast and God could speak through me to you. And that's one of the ways that God speaks is through people. So every word God has spoken to me personally, I've brought to my pastor who again is my uncle and it's always lined up. I've never, ever, ever in 10 years had God speak something to me. I go to my pastor and he's like, no, that's not the word of God. Every time it lines up, it confirms and God will usually speak to your spiritual covering or leader and you at the same time and he'll, he'll verify his word. So you need to have spiritual leaders around you that will confirm the word of God and that will speak on God's behalf. Now listen closely. If you go to a church and when your pastor speaks, you don't receive it as God speaking to you, you need to find a new church, not for your sake, but for their sake, because a pastor's job is to speak the word of God and your job is to receive it as if God was speaking to you. The voice of God in the Bible, write this down, sounded like the voice of Moses, sounded like the voice of Ezekiel, sounded like the voice of Paul, sounded like the voice of Peter. Your entire life will change when you realize as I preach, it's God speaking to you. So whatever leader, listen, if you consider me your pastor, praise the Lord, I want it to be in a place where you're listening to me and you feel like God is speaking to you. If you don't feel that, you need to go find a man of God to come under, listen to their teaching, and let God speak to you. I am not going to submit myself under someone that I don't agree with their doctrine because how could they speak to me and I feel like I'm hearing God when I don't even agree with the doctrine they're preaching? So uh, you have to understand that. And oftentimes, God will want to use you to speak your testimony or to speak a word to somebody, and that's God speaking out of you to somebody else. So if you feel like, I really just need to share my testimony or tell somebody this, that's probably God wanting to speak through you. Now, if someone tells you to do something, listen closely, that violates God's word, you already know it's not God speaking because again, the Holy Spirit will not speak to violate the word of God. And so if somebody says something like, you shouldn't do this or you should do this and it's not in the Bible, ignore them, okay? And I hear this all the time, very common in healing, deliverance and prayer. People say, well, my pastor said not to lay hands on the sick. My pastor said not to cast out demons. My pastor said not to have prayer meetings. All those three things you just told me, the Bible says to do, and your pastor's telling you not to do it, you should probably find a new pastor. Are you guys hearing me? Am I loud enough? Type one if you can hear me. Because they're saying to do something that the Bible, they're saying not to do something, the Bible is saying to do, and so in turn, they're violating God's word, and God does not violate his word. Now, it's possible that they're violating God's word and saying their own opinion and saying it's God saying it, but don't get up and saying God is telling me that you shouldn't heal the sick when the Bible says to heal the sick. Don't get up here and say, God is telling me you shouldn't cast out demons, you're not ready when the Bible says to. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. 
Now, the Holy Spirit, number five, ready? This is a good one. The Holy Spirit nudges you. And this is what some people call, and I can't really explain this one very good. Some people call this intuition or a gut feeling. This is when you feel a certain way and you can't shake it. When you feel you need to do a certain thing or stay away from a certain person and the Holy Spirit nudges you and you cannot get away from it. It's that inside of you feeling where you literally feel, and this is how I feel. You might feel it different. Something pulling on you. If I'm going to pray for something, something pulling on me, something drawing me towards a person or towards this or towards that, that's the Holy Spirit nudging. That's the nudging of the Holy Spirit. That's the fifth way, the primary way. There's a hundred ways, but that's the fifth way the Holy Spirit speaks. If God is nudging you, now if God is nudging you to do something and you do that thing, oftentimes you're going to feel what they call a peace, an inner peace, and that's oftentimes God wanting you to do something. So if somebody says, will you do this with me? And I feel a nudge or I feel like a pain or I feel like a weirdness, it's usually God saying no. Now if I feel a peace about it, I don't sit there and say, oh God, I need a confirmation, 25 words, 13 verses, a prophetic message, gold dust, and a letter in the mail. I don't need none of that. If I have a piece about it and it's in line with God's word, which I know it is, like they, they invite me to come preach or do an interview. Listen, I'm not being cocky. I get invited to do, I don't know how many interviews. I get probably 30 plus bookings every week. I don't know. I get a crazy amount of bookings. I take one per month. Well, how? Because me and my pastor look at them and we see which ones do we have a piece about and is the Holy Spirit nudging me to do it. I've had people write me say, we have 2,000 viewers in the broadcast, will you come interview? And the Holy Spirit tells me not to do it. I've had other people say, we have 40 viewers and the Holy Spirit nudges me and says, go do that. So it's not like I'm hearing an audible voice or a small whisper, none of that. I felt him nudge, like he's literally just, he's nudging me, he's just pushing me to do something. So if you're feeling the nudging of the Holy Spirit, the pushing of the Holy Spirit, that's usually him speaking to you, Sometimes it's just a weird feeling um, that you just can't get rid of and you just know he's nudging you, he's nudging you. If you see someone to pray for and you just can't shake it, it's nudging you. It's hard principle to understand, but you know, if you know, you know. Are you guys with me on this one? If you know, you know, it's probably him nudging you. Okay, number six is dreams and visions. I won't go deep into this. You're gonna see this over and over in scripture for whatever reason, reformed Christianity, American Christianity has done away with this. This is biblical, it's all through the Bible. I have an entire video on my channel on dreams and visions on my channel over an hour long this is a major way God speaks Acts 2 17 says and it shall come to pass in the last day says God I will pour my spirit on all flesh your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions and your old men will see dreams okay uh, everything I'm doing right now is a vision I saw the night I got saved I saw myself preaching to masses I saw myself traveling I saw myself on stages God showed me the night I got saved in a vision what I'm doing right now 10 years later. So oftentimes God will give you visions. Numbers 12, six says, and he said, hear my words. If there's a prophet among you, the Lord will make himself known to him, to the prophet in a vision or speak with him in a dream. It can't get more clear. God is gonna use dreams and visions and supernatural revelation to speak to his people. This is the way God speaks. Countless times we're gonna see this in the Old Testament and in the New Testament when God came to Joseph and said, your wife is carrying the son of God. He came to him in a dream three different times. He gave him warnings. He gave him direction in dreams. So dreams are very, very, very powerful and visions are very powerful. And now here's the very important thing to note. If you're writing them off saying, I'm just not a dreamer and you're not willing to receive, don't expect God to speak to you. 
Now, I did this my, a long time. I said, I just don't dream. I just don't dream. I just don't dream. So God wasn't speaking to me in dreams because I wasn't willing to receive them. Then in early January, I started teaching on dreams, praying about it, asking God to open up my eyes, open up my dreams. And now God is constantly speaking to me in my dreams. I've dreamed more in the last two months than probably the last 10 years. Why? Because I started opening myself up, reading the scriptures, studying God, speaking in dreams. And then it started happening. It's the same thing as you guys get into deliverance. You're like, I never even noticed all this stuff. Now I'm seeing the spirit. Now I'm understanding the spirit because before you were not into it. You were not listening. You were not being taught and God couldn't trust you because you were ignorant to it. Now that you're not ignorant, you see his devices and you're able to go step out. Okay. Last one. We're done. We're about to pray. We're an hour and a half in. We just, we are over 3000 viewers. Praise the Lord. A great, amazing viewership tonight. The numbers are incredible tonight. Number seven. Are you guys ready? Write this down. This is very deep, very complicated. I'm gonna have to give it to you in Greek and Hebrew. Number seven is however he wants <laughs> okay hi jenny weaver however he wants this is another way god speaks and it's very important because god can literally speak any way that he wants it's, he can use a person he can use an animal he can use a circumstance he can use nature he can use dreams he can use visions he can use the bible he can use a small voice a loud voice a medium voice a mexican voice an asian voice a, a, a white voice a black voice a poor voice a rich voice a sign on the freeway a commercial he can literally do whatever he wants Number six was dreams and visions. Number seven is whatever he wants, okay? Literally, God can do whatever he wants. So the sovereignty of God is this. He can do what he wants, when he wants, with who he wants, with nobody's permission. So understand God, listen, if you're some religious pastor, you're like, oh, well, God didn't tell me that. He doesn't have to tell you that. God does not need your permission, your direction, your revelation. You're not God's spiritual guinea pig. Just because you've never encountered deliverance doesn't mean it's not real. Some of you are like, I'd never heard of spiritual spouses. Must not be real. You're not the guinea pig for everything spiritual. So just because you're not knowing about it, pride says, well, because I don't know about it and I don't experience it, it must not be God. God says, I'm sovereign and I don't need your permission to do what I want to do. And I've come to find God will wreck your theology, your tradition, your ideology. God can do whatever he wants. So get the limits off of God in Jesus name. We're an hour and a half in. Let us pray. I hope you are blessed by this message. We're going to pray. We're going to read donations. We're going to read the chat. We're going to go for it. Father, we ask you in Jesus name that you would open up our ears tonight. Father, we want to hear your word. We want to be the sheep that are led by your voice so that we can be in unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, Father, we are asking you tonight in Jesus' name that you would speak clearly to us in the name of Jesus. Open up our spiritual ears. We ask that you would remove any distance, God, anything in the way of us hearing you clearly. We pray that it would be removed by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, we ask you, give us ears to hear. Let us hear what your spirit is saying to the church. Father, right now I remove I pray you would remove everything I remove everything out of my life and I pray Lord you would remove everything out of their life that's stopping them from hearing the voice of God and I prophesy over you tonight that you will hear God listen to me tonight you will hear the voice of God like never before that God will come and speak through his rhema word God will come and speak through other people God will speak through dreams and visions that still small voice you've struggled to hear 
you will hear it in Jesus name father I pray that you would speak through music and creation and whatever you want to do speak to your people in Jesus name Satan we bind you every lying spirit every demonic power spirit of confusion we come against you in Jesus name and we just pray for the fire of God the hand of God and the anointing of God to be released in your life tonight in Jesus name father we say do what only you can do in Jesus name open up our spiritual ears come on just pray that right now open up our spiritual ears Lord we want to hear hear you we want to experience you and we want to know you in the mighty name of Jesus Holy Spirit we know that your goal is to bring glory to Jesus and so Lord we say use our lives to glorify your son use our lives to glorify your son so Lord just right now release your power in Jesus name release your anointing in Jesus name release your fire in Jesus name and Lord point out I hear the Lord saying this point out he wants to point out anything in our life that is preventing us from hearing him anything that's preventing lord right now point it out in jesus name so that we can remove it i don't care what it is i don't care how much i love it get rid of it and tonight i'm saying you guys can pray this i'm praying this right here lord this is dangerous guys do do not pray this if you're not getting ready to do some crazy stuff because i'm telling you i know because of 10 years of doing this god will tell you to do some crazy stuff he'll rearrange your entire schedule so don't pray this unless you're serious lord I will do whatever you speak, okay? That's a dangerous prayer. I'm, little, I'm praying that. Whatever you want me to do, whatever you want my family to do, wherever you want me to go, if you say leave tomorrow, if you say leave in five minutes, if you say do this, don't, I, Lord, I'm willing to do anything you say, whatever pleases the Holy Spirit. Father, give us a revelation that the Holy Spirit is a person. Father, we ask you, open up our ears and our eyes to realize the Holy Spirit is a person and we just need to apologize to the holy spirit holy spirit we repent and we apologize for not treating you like a person we apologize holy spirit for not talking to you like you're holy for grieving you for taking you into sexual immorality for making you watch things you don't want to watch and do things you don't want to do we repent holy spirit and we just ask for your forgiving power we ask for your spirit just to strive with us to teach us and to disciple us in jesus name we pray power of the holy ghost fire of the holy ghost anointing of the holy spirit to be released right now in jesus name right now in jesus name release your power over every person watching we pray the fire of god into your home we pray the fire of god over your kids we pray i i'm believing for testimonies of people saying i heard god like i've never heard god before i'm hearing him talk to me i'm hearing him i'm hearing him in my dreams i'm hearing him in visions i'm i'm getting he's guiding me he's directing me i'm following the cloud not the crowd and god is doing something so i bless you tonight in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen amen guys what an incredible night an hour and 35 minutes i was like how am i going to preach for an hour on hearing the voice of god but i got a lot more to say i don't know we'll do a part two in the future sometime please guys if you are blessed tonight i'm going to hang out the chat here but go ahead and sow into the ministry the links are right there on screen isaiahsalivar.com partner um all the links are right there on screen they're in the comments they're in the description Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.